To probably science, summer country edition. <laughs> it's your week in half-ass science news. With you, uh, as always, with me, as always, is Brooks Whelan. I'm Andy Wood, and special guest Alan Jackson. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, if, uh, if new listeners know this, but 2012 was officially the summer of country. Summer country, summer country, country, summer. And we have a very special guest. This is a treat for me because uh, I've been a fan of his podcast for a long time. You may have heard him on um, Jordan Jesse Go. You may have also seen him on Fuel TV's The Daily Habit. Jordan Morris is here with us. Guys, nice to be here. And Mr. Jackson, I mean, I've just been a fan for (laughs) so long. Well, thank Uh, you. When podcasts collide, man. uh, Oh, yeah, you're talking to Alan. Sorry. Here, this is what he's saying back. Alan, that doesn't, re- that doesn't really yeah, answer I mean, his question. I was talking yeah. about what a big... It seems kind of rude that you would keep singing while I'm trying to express... Okay, no? You're just nope. going to sing? Okay. Uh, fine. I, I don't like you. There. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm redacting my praise for you, Alan Jackson, because you're such a rude asshole. You know what? I think he's oh, coming around. I can't mad at you, yeah. Alan Jackson. Get over here, you big lug. All right. Oh, oh. Jordan and Alan are hugging. Good for you guys. Jordan. So, um, Jordan, I've been, I've been a listener uh, to your podcast, I think, since it began. I think since like 2006. When did the medium of podcasting first come about? That was about the beginning of it all, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think in the, in the, in the beginning years, it was us and then Mac Tips. <laughs> and then, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan fiction. Oh, nice. some reason, These were the three things that you could get on a podcast. And for some reason, John Tesh... No, no, I'm not John Tesh. Um, one of the... Adam Curry had a thing in iTunes where he was, like, your podcast guru. He was going to recommend... Adam Curry? I don't even Adam know who Curry that is. Adam Curry from... He was a f- early VJ on MTV. Nice. But, yeah, back in 2006, I think I pretty much only listened to you guys, The Sound of Young America, Never Not Funny... There wasn't much else going on, but I think I listened to all I didn't those. start listening to podcasts until I moved to California. It was in my car 90% of my life. So that's when I got into that's it. That's a good Yeah, yeah. I think, I think places that, uh, yeah, we're, I think uh, podcasts are popular in places where there's a lot of commuting or a lot of kind of cubicle jobs, I right. think, are the two things that... Uh, but some kinds of cubicle jobs you can't really pay attention to a podcast and do, I find. That's true. It is a certain kind of yeah. cubicle job. Or menial tasks. When I was briefly in the business of flipping houses, which did not turn out well. Yeah, you're the worst house flipper in the history you, of house flipping. Did you guys all just get fucking destroyed by Vanilla Ice? Is that what happened? <laughs> what? Vanilla Ice flips houses now. He has a show about it. I, I thought the guy from Survivor flips houses and has a show about it. Oh, wow. Does I everybody do it now? I mean, That's... the only one I watch is the Vanilla mm. Ice one. I yeah, mean. if you want to see a real artist when it comes to flipping houses, it's V-Ice, for sure. So does he also like make the choices about design, then? Does, he, does it have like a, an ice flair to it? When I he, have he not watched your... it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I just used it as a poll when people okay. talk no, about no, flipping like houses. <laughs> Vanilla Ice was in That's My Boy. Great it was movie. Nice. great movie. Yeah, he plays uh, Adam Sandler's best friend. They grew up and they're buddies. Is that just yeah. such a? Is that just a convention of the Adam Sandler movie now? The like self-referential celebrity cameo. Like wasn't like Al Pacino? Idol. Yeah, Billy isn't. Wasn't Al Pacino like a full-on character in the last one as himself? I didn't see. I only see Sandler's gold hits. So that's oh, okay. that's my boy. That yeah, is yeah. not uh, Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. I'm All not right. going to go see that. That's a less. Wait, that's wait, a, wait, a, a B side as far as you're concerned. Yeah, yeah. That's an import only. Now, uh, did you see Grown Ups? Does that count as a Sandler vehicle, or is that first and foremost a rock vehicle? No, or, I mean, or, I, uh, I Netflixed Grown Ups. All Netflix stuff I don't yeah. even really want to see, just because ne- I'm like, oh, i got to get something. 
Yeah, I was dating someone who unabashedly loved Adam Sandler and Kevin James, but even she couldn't. Could, a thirteen-year-old Jewish boy. This was uh, you yes. dating that thirteen-year-old <laughs> Jewish boy. Yep, you were dating yep. me when I was fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin. So James, sorry, you were you were telling a story and I derailed it to call you. No, a I pedophile. don't even know if I was telling a story. I guess I was going to talk about how uh, well, I was a big fan of your podcast, and I even contributed mm-hmm. to a contest you had a while back to have like, the best high fives. Oh yeah, and I sent in a picture of me high fiving Yao Ming. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah. very cool. Yeah, that was <laughs> wow. one of our first listener uh, call to actions. Was we had people high fiving cool people and stuff. And yeah, Yao Ming. That I don't uh, know if I officially won it, but I should have with that. Like, sure. Well, I'm I'm retroactively cool. declaring you okay, the winner. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. know, How Jordan did you meet Yao Ming again? What was that? My cousin's husband plays played for the Rockets at the time. Mm. So we were visiting them, and we got to go current to a, a, world champion. Now he's a world champion. There's one he plays for the Heat. Chain Batty is my cousin's husband. Um, so cool. yeah, we got to go visit them, and we were at a, a Jawan Howard surprise birthday party, and Yao was there, and I'm like, I can't not get a picture high fiving. Did you tell him it was for an internet contest, or are you just like well, high five me for a picture? Someone messed up the picture and pressed video mode, uh, and so it didn't. So we're, he, we're holding it there for a long time, and the, and it's not taking. Oh, weird. So I had to, gra- I had to grab a still of the a- video to enter as the picture. <laughs> but then one of his handlers came over after he saw this super awkward guy with the, it was a high five with a guy who was a foot and a half shorter than him. It was held for like ten seconds. His handler just like tapped him, gave him a nod, and said like, "Nah, nah, don't do that anymore." You, no, you you can like you can go like, and, and then Yao just oh, nodded. Oh, funny. Okay. Like he probably thought he was obliged to do this. He didn't know if I was someone he was supposed to listen to. Right. But his handler was just like shaking shaking him off. Like, nope, you can just walk away. So you had an awkward moment. Very awkward. So yeah. he would he would probably even remember that. Remember at Juwan Howard's birthday party, that yep. weirdo, and you held hands in the air. Yeah, it was it was not comfortable. It was really weird seeing him in a room full of basketball players, though, because everyone else just looked normal. Right. Like six foot seven, six foot eight basketball players standing near him. Yeah, just looked like normal size. My brother is six four, and I have a picture of him standing behind him. His head doesn't even reach Yao's shoulders. It's just insane. He's super He's a giant. He's a giant person. Um, <laughs> cool story. So, Matt is gone again. Mm-hmm. Fuck Matt. He's out of the podcast as far as I know right now. I'm sorry, Matt. Oh, God. Do you, guys you know have a, do you guys have a rogue host? Matt Kirshen, yeah, he's, oh, he's on it sometimes. He's, he's, he's got career it. stuff going on sometimes. He has to be. Gone. Yeah, but he did. Yeah, get... Sunday afternoon career stuff. He's well, in he, the UK. He right leaves now. the country. Oh, okay. He did uh, have Craig Ferguson say from probably science Matt Kirshen, so he's got that going for him. Did he really? Yeah, he got brought out to that. I thought Chelsea even said it once when when she brought out April. Yeah, on I don't the know. Table. Cool. Uh, Jordan. Oh, speaking of, wait, real quick, we had a great thing happen. We actually have some fans who do stuff for us from time to time, and we just had the coolest thing anyone's ever done for me ever. I think someone made paper craft versions of all three of us. Hey, oh man, it's, all right, it's really cool. Listener, I'll show you, listener, Sally Grossart, I believe you pronounce it that way, and it's uh, at Scally G on man, Twitter. You guys are so. getting getting ink on national television and paper craft. <sighs> it's nuts. I never That's thought by, I'd see the day. I call being mentioned on television ink. Yeah, it is ink. Right. But I, I use a, I a very rudimentary. Uh, <laughs> Television is yeah. yeah. Kat Von D has a probably science tattoo, so that we also do have ink. That's great. Yep. L.A. ink, specifically. Yeah, mm-hmm. L.A. Ink. Yep. So things are coming up, probably science. I'm trying, I'm trying to show uh, Jordan this right now. Oh, here it is. Check it out. Here's a picture of us. Hey, look at that. Paper, very Paper people. Very cute. Yeah, right? you, very Etsy. Very go, Etsy. If you go to... Um, Dude. We, we blogspot. Attention to detail... Out of this world on this. Yeah, they like solid. they like picked shirt designs for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all wear these shirts. Pretty good. So thank you, Sally. That was super nice of you. And actually, if you want, uh, I'll send you a Bridgetown Comedy Festival T-shirt if you want. Send uh, tweet tweet me your address. I believe she's in Scotland, so it's going to cost me a lot. And I Don't probably should tweet you. Uh, just email probably. Direct message me or do that. That works too. That okay. works too. 
All right. However you get there. We're I, know gonna... she, I know she don't have your mustache. I don't want to point out. I'm not shitting on oh, the paper yeah. craft, but you are without mustache. Dude, I forget that I have the mustache. Yeah. I've got a mustache for the first time in my life. It's part of the summer of country. I forget <laughs> that I have the mustache. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to put off the science for longer than than we already have. This but is, uh, this is about normal. Uh, can you explain the summer of country? This is an interesting oh, man. concept. All right, well, let me do the mustache thing real quick. I forget that I have it. I went and saw Brave opening night with mm-hmm. my girlfriend. She's like, I very go. cute. Yeah, she's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I was like, okay, that's fine. I forget that I look like what I look like right now, <laughs> and I'm just smiling at kids sitting by myself at Brave. Like, this movie's gonna be great. And then uh, she comes back, and she's like, you shouldn't be talking to children. You have the grossest it's a pretty, mustache on your it's face. It's a pretty like, friendly mustache, because it's you. sort of blonde. It's like a light-colored... Uh, it's getting a little color. Well, maybe that's a little color. Summer of Country came from one of our previous guests, Mike Burns, and myself, uh, really, like, Listening to country a ton, mm-hmm. uh, and like at first, but not was, good. Not like we're not talking Johnny Cash or no. Yeah, Jennings we're talking here. about like radio country, and um, <laughs> so we start listening like, to that. Uh, Taylor Swift. I guess I don't. I guess I, I don't, don't really like know Taylor. the state I don't of like radio Taylor Swift country right now. A whole lot, uh, more or less, just Alan Jackson, like stuff like this. Mr. Jackson's back. Yeah, shit yep, like that, man. Maybe. I mean, like I, I love uh, I. I grew up listening to country and I hated it because everyone in Iowa listened to it. And then now that I'm out here in L.A., nobody likes it. I think it's funny to like it. So I was listening to it just to be weird. Sure. And then it really fucking got its claws in me and I love it. I can't listen to it during the week, though, because every song is about... That's, that's the- kind of how I got involved with the furry community. <laughs> I started fucking those dudes because it was weird. Excuse me. You started yiffing those dudes. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Oh, I blew my cover. <laughs> I'm not actually into furry sex. No, if you listen to country, though, man, you want to drink a lot because it's all like, great weekend, let's get wasted. Like, every song is about Friday night, let's get fucking drunk. And, like, that just gets <laughs> They don't say your- fucking drunk, though. Oh. Uh, well, I don't know if you know Jason Aldean. Uh, yeah. Is no, he the dirty country not. star? Actually, I don't know no. if he does that. I'll have one song of his. Uh, but I had to quit listening to it during the week because I'd come home and have like three or four beers because I'd been listening oh, about yeah. drinking they're, beers they're all the time. bad influences. Yeah. You know, I was like, this is terrible. So, uh, And also, I just went and saw the a- the Avid or Avid Brothers. I, I call them Avid, but I think it's the Avid Brothers. Mm. I've heard it both ways. I saw them at Red Rocks on let's, Friday let's, night. Uh, let's not even get into the Bon Iver, Bon Iver conversation <laughs> right. because then we're going to start punching <laughs> each other. But I went to I was in Denver all week. I, I went to Red Rocks. It was awesome. Do nice. the uh, the 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 Avate brothers? Um, the T's are silent. Oh, excuse Ave. me. Ave. Ave. The Avate brothers. Now, do do traditional country fans like that, or is that just a hipster thing? I think they're pretty indie indie rock kind of. Yeah. Um, I don't. The night before, I fucking crushed. The night I get there, I was like, "Who's at Red Rocks?" And then we're looking it up. It's like. 10 at night they go oh tonight's Alan Jackson tomorrow's the Everbrothers I was like tonight is Alan we gotta go now I missed Alan Jackson and Red Rocks so bummed summer of country summer Summer of country would have been through the roof it would have been the best summer I went to see the old 97's one time and I was very curious as to whether or not that would be just hipsters right. or country fans and it was definitely mostly hipsters but it was about 70-30 I definitely saw like some dudes there who there was, legit. I would say it was buckles, at the Avid Brothers. It was all hipsters. I didn't see mm-hmm. any actual country fans. I don't think you would call that country. I mean, that might be like Americana or no. I don't consider yeah, it part of my summer of country. Oh, okay. It's, it's I thought what you were looping like, that in right? with the, no, okay. no. 
I listen to the Avid They've Brothers. They've got a twang, though, don't they? Oh, they have very, very much so a twang. I listen to them during the week when I'm trying, when I'm like, no, I just want to relax sure. during the you week. You need like the light cu- cu- country. Sum- is it summer country or country of some? Is it summer know. of country or country? Like if summer? I show up at a party, I'll yell summer country. Um, summer country. But okay. it is also the country, the su- summer of country or country. But do you why don't we just shorten the whole thing and call it some cunt? Some cunt. Okay, I like it. All right, we got to get to we science. We do have to get to sure, some yeah. science. Before uh, we do, though, we like geez. to ask our okay, guests. Yes. Oh, yes, please. If you have any kind of background in science. At all, if you've studied it ever, if you like any field within science, if you have any pedigree, uh, nope. The only thing I was worse at in high school was Spanish. So that, oh. like a Spanish, a Spanish to English podcast, would be the only thing I would be less qualified to guest on. <laughs> and then you, you went to UC Santa Cruz. Yes, is that where you met Jesse Thorne. It is. Yeah, and yeah. What, what did you study when you were there? Uh, literature. Okay, so nothing science at all. No, I our one thing we had to take, uh, you know, just to get the credit, I took something with a cool name. It was called Violent Universe. Okay. Uh, which was oh. just math so, problems about the speed of light. Sounds like a great like rock and roll like hipster band too. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah, yeah like seeing a, Violent Universe later. Fucking great, alone. Yeah, because yeah, like a crazy like like I I I imagine the sound of Violent Universe is a lot like you know maybe like Godspeed You Black Emperor where there's a guy playing oh, yeah, the yeah. saw. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Some non-traditional. Yeah. 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 No vocals in. Somebody's in, hitting uh, a garbage can. No. Violent no. No, no. No. Violent Universe is purely instrumental. Yeah. No. They're they're about the art. Uh, there's yeah, probably I, a theremin involved. Really. There's absolutely a theremin. Uh, so you studied so literature. I, so I, yeah, I did literature, and that was my that was my I need the science credit class, and I I hunkered down for my C. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So uh, I'm just gonna take this. C a C is good enough. Yeah, that does. Or is it? I don't know. That's a passing. Of course, it's a passing. Grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got a D once. Once. Mm. I don't know if that actually counted towards anything. And I also didn't have to take the class. I was like, oh, that was this was a bad idea. That was uh, quantum mechanics. I took that a year before I was supposed to in college, and I learned I'll brag a, there was a, a reason. Bit. Jeez, <laughs> Louis. No, I'm yeah. saying I got a D because Bruh. I didn't understand it. I should have taken it in order. I was like, no, I'm on top of this. We could do this. Lowest grade in the class. Wow, that's yep. not something to be proud of. No, nope. it's not a curve that was set nope. at all. It was just like we're going to let you pass. No, I don't think a D is even passing. Hmm. I don't know. No, you pass with a D. Okay, maybe I did. Anyway, so uh, do you want to go first or should I? Uh, I'll do. I'll do the first topic. This is actually pretty. Pretty cool. Um, Guinness World Records just confirmed that uh, they that this small town in the Philippines has the largest crocodile currently in captivity. Ooh. They um, captured it uh, in September. The thing is over twenty feet long and weighs more than a ton. Uh, it, the crocodile was captured with steel cable traps during a three week hunt after a child was killed in 2009 and a fisherman went missing. Mm. So this thing was eating humans. Where uh, this is this just the plot summary? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Lake what, what was your joke? No, I'll say mine afterwards. No, 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 no it's all right. My joke was. Is this just the summary of a Sci-Fi Channel original movie? <laughs> uh, yes, and it's just called Philippines Eaten. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so they found it. They captured they it. They captured it. They yep. haven't killed it, dude. No, they, they they use it as like, man, this 
this thing looks like it's in the fucking worst zoo ever. They put it in a zoo, pretty much, no. but it's just strapped down at all times. Like oh, they don't wow. let that. Wait, that thing... can't be the zoo enclosure. That must be how they transported it. Okay, it might be how they. <laughs> the the, the, the picture we're seeing is the is the alligator or the crocodile is on some sort of wooden cart, yeah. uh, like like <laughs> like the Monty Python bring out your dead cart, and he's just haphazardly tied down with chains and bungee cords. <laughs> Those are bungee mm-hmm. cords. Yeah, while the while the villagers look on, while uh, like villagers. Are, are, sh- are like spreading their arms out to be like, look how fucking big this thing is. <laughs> yeah, um, God, that killed some of you guys. Yeah, that yeah. has some why, of you inside it still. Yeah, why are you? Why are you doing a photo op? They said, uh, oh, the mayor. It's uh, Bunawan or Bunawan, B U N A W A N, Bunawan, Philippines. Uh, the mayor says that the town has um, brought in over forty six thousand dollars. In the past year for, from this guy. So it's really boosting local tourism. Yeah. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. This, they've had this crocodile for a year now? They got it in September, and it just now was verified as the largest. Like, takes Guinness a little oh. while to get to Bunawan. Um, they said when they captured this thing, too, they saw a bigger crocodile escape. So there's even wow. bigger one out there. And um, also, Are you, is this, now, now, does it say anything about mega sharks? Uh, no, not on here. But I don't. But this is. This is in like the jungle, so I, mega sharks are probably just lurking off. Sure, in the shallows, ready to fight this. Yeah, um, So yeah. they're trying to get uh, they're trying to get the government to sponsor another hunt to go get this other bigger crocodile. I think they got crocodile fever. I think <laughs> how <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> just sounds want, like it. They just want more crocodiles now. We got one. We got we have forty six thousand dollars. Imagine next year. How Double are you going to get more money from just having another one that's even bigger? Like you, either way, you still have the superlative. Like if anybody wants to see the biggest crocodile in the world, they have to go to you now. They're not going to be more yeah. inclined to go. Well, I guess find one ten percent bigger. The concern is that someone else will get that right. one, and then I mean, oh. who's going to want to come see the second biggest crocodile? That's true. Nobody. That's true. The the. Previous record holder was in Australia, and it was 17 feet and weighed nearly a ton. And this crocodile's name is Lolong, uh, and it's named after a guy who helped capture it and then immediately had a heart attack and died. So wow, hundred 100- that must have been like his purpose. Like once exactly. he did that, yeah. then he, you know, he could he could finally. He Do they had, think his spirit something? resides in the crocodile? Maybe uh, it said it took a hundred people to pull the d- crocodile out of the creek that they captured it in. Wow. So that's a lot. I mean, I bet it was really like 15 people doing work and then like 75, well, that math didn't add up. 85 (laughs) people watching and just going, yeah, I'm hoping. Drinking drinking Filipino beers standing by the Um, shores. All right. Let's go around. Let's do a quick I was going to ask, first of all, I want to know if if there's a person at Guinness whose job is, is there a designated uh, crocodile measurer or just a Guinness animal measurer? Who, who maintains all of these? Do they have like a specific person you think whose job it is to go no. all the crocodiles and no, make sure? No, it's got to be ju- it's got to be just some some Brit who shows up and is like, yeah, it looks about right. Just the guy in a pith helmet with a big bushy white mustache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dressed real nice for the Philippines. Um, I don't know why I said that. Like if people in the Philippines don't dress nice. That's that's not true at all. <laughs> no, I was picturing more like he's just like a, a, elephant hunting gear. He's like a. Stereotypical yeah, British like a safari classic, or, classic yeah, safari yeah. guy. Okay, if you could own one exotic animal mm. that is dangerous, what are you going to pick, Jordan? Boy, I mean, I just, I have to. This is a have to thing because I don't want to have. No, you have to. You have to get. And one. this has to exist. This can't be a fictional or an no, extinct it can't animal. Tasverine, like the animal I created in eighth grade. <laughs> Tasmanian devil wolverine combo. Yeah, yeah, it's a good combo. Good. It's, a good, I mean, it's the best of both hemispheres. Is how I <laughs> sure. pitched it. Let's see. Yeah, if I had to have a deadly animal, 
what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, the Komodo dragon is kind of my gut oh, instinct. Oh, that's a good... Didn't you have a dragon? Yeah, right. I mean, it is kind of the closest thing to having a dinosaur. Then you definitely get to have the Game of Thrones party every Sunday. That's at your house. Yeah, you right, dragon. exactly, yeah. Uh, my friend Jordan's got a dragon, so that's where I watch it. Okay? <laughs> where do you watch yeah, it? Yeah, the You're... dragon's dangerous. He bites us all the time. It yeah. is not a comfortable place to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> he but whips us with his tail. It adds to it. It adds. Yeah, right. The peril is real. The peril in the show. Oh well, that's cool. I used to. I knew a girl who had a who had a pet boa constrictor, and we used to watch Planet Earth in uh, college. And she would let the boa constrictor out to keep it a little more jungly. Mm. And I fucking would immediately leave the room screaming, "This is bullshit! I want to watch it with you guys." But there's a fucking snake loose in that room, so yeah, I would go watch it Brooks in my dorm. Has some snake issues that he has not resolved. <laughs> that I hate date snakes. back a long time, dude. Chelsea, my girlfriend, saw a snake walking our dog. I can't walk my dog that way anymore. Now you saw a snake walking your dog. That's a talented snake. Shut up! How uh, did it hold the leash? That, <laughs> I mean, no. it's maybe. I mean, the dog is walking. The snake's not. The snake's just you couldn't call it walking. You, yeah, you could slithering the dog. All right, Komodo dragon. I love it. Komodo dragon. Andy, I'm gonna. Here's my loophole: is I don't I care like as long loopholes. as it's in an aquarium. It's gonna be like a stingray or like oh, a blowfish. Yeah. That way, it doesn't affect my social life. But I have something <laughs> poisonous in the house to meet your stupid little oh, criteria. Okay, I like that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going uh, Tasmanian devil. Okay, totally. I just want. To now, be like, yeah, I've got a Tasmanian devil. It doesn't do the spinny things, but it'll still bite the fuck out of you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know too don't much about the do. non-cartoon yeah. Tasmanian devil. They are actually yeah. ravenous. Well, yeah, they they just eat meat. They're just total. I think they're, um, uh, what is that called? Scavengers. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll just shred. Like, they have super powerful jaws and stuff. I haven't read my zoo book on them in a while, <laughs> but I remember getting that zoo book and really coveting that one. I, I mean, you're it. still pouring over the elephants issue. No, I was more. I I didn't like the elephants issue as mm. much. I really liked the Tyrannosaurus Rex issue because it was yeah. like, what have happened? Like they would put it in situations like this is what it would be like in the city, and it's just a picture of a T Rex <laughs> in the city, and I'm like, it's cool. so big. So I'm looking it up here. The Tasmanian Devil is a carnivorous marsupial of the family Dasyuridae. and that's the size of a small. Your dog. Latin is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's the size of a small dog, and it became the largest carnivorous marsupial, marsupial in the world following the extinction of the thylacine in 1936. It's characterized by its stocky, muscular build, black fur, pungent odor, extremely loud, and disturbing screech. <laughs> Keen sense of smell and ferocity when sounds, feeding. Sounds like a great pet. Yeah. It's oh, also God. got a little pouch, it's I guess. Lovable. I guess it does. I yeah. got I got one song here. This is this will get it off. Gonna, I'm sure we're going to hear it. No. Um, what do you mean you're sure we're going to hear it? <laughs> You're not enjoying this? I'm saying this is the one song that people seem to question on the summer country mix because they don't know if it's country, but I think it's great. Cowboy. Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Here it comes. Mm. Love Kid Rock. Love. I'm from Michigan, and I can't stand it. Fucking I don't have any is he allegiance. A, is he a Michigan oh, he's Detroit local boy? Yeah. He's Detroit oh, all the way. Pride he's the best. Detroit. Oh, wow. Well, so... Is there any Juggalo connection with Kid Rock? I mean, it seems like there there's a be, lot right? of overlap. No, they were on. Uh, they did some stuff together way early on, like in the early '90s. Oh I wow! Think. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, is there any overlap between Kid Rock and Eminem? Do you know that? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, like Eminem is a rapper. Kid Rock's more of like he's a country. What, what, guy what would you call what Kid Rock? Kid Rock. Exactly. I would call him an American. Okay. First and foremost, that's what he is. <laughs> I like what that he just does what he wants. He's going to be a rapper, and now now this CD, he's teaming up with Sheryl Crow, and we're going to hear some country. Oh, good. And now he's sampling Warren Zevon. I love it all. He's, the guy's a real. He's the best. He's a class act. 
He should run for governor. He'd probably actually. The guy, I think the Michigan governor is in hot water because didn't he uh, declare like martial law and take over an entire uh, city? He, he like shut down the operations of a city in Michigan and declared it's now it's now owned by the state because this Michigan's in dire straits. How again. far off do you think we are? From Detroit's first Juggalo mayor. Oh my god! Like I don't know that it's... it'll be one of the two guys, <laughs> but it's probably a guy who is like. Yeah. I mean, probably he's got all the hatchet of those... man ankle tattoos. Right, right. <laughs> like he may not wear the clown makeup like to city well, hall. Right. He won't wear it on the job, but at night. Right. Putting it on. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. Like some somehow during the campaign, it's going to come out. These pictures are going to surface, but his poll numbers are going to shoot up when, right. when they do. Like he's keeping it under wraps, and then when it comes out, suddenly he's at, he's the front runner. And he just like and you know just before all the debates, he comes out, he collects himself, he he shuffles his notes, and he just says whoop whoop into the microphone, <laughs> oh and then just starts his speech. Have you no no no? He sprays the audience with, uh, with Fago. Fago and yeah, then, right, exactly. Have you seen the documentary? I mean, it's like a short. I think like maybe twenty three minutes on Vimeo called The American Juggalo. I haven't. Uh uh-uh. uh, dude. Look it up tonight. Listeners, look up on Vimeo, American Juggalo. I think that's what it's called. I think you could find it pretty easily. It's really it's really compelling. It's, yeah. it's the most, like, I'm so into the world yeah, now. Yeah. It's, it, follow, it just goes one day at the gathering of the Juggalos, and it's just fascinating. I believe it. It's really good. Yeah, right. it's, it's a fascinating world. Andy, we gotta get, we yeah. got to get Hannibal Burris on this at some point because he performed it at the <gasps> gathering. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, we, you know, we had a guest uh, on our show who was a pro wrestler who wrestled at the gathering of the Juggalos because nice. I guess that's a big thing. And uh, he, and but, I guess. What pro wrestler? His name is Colt Cabana. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know Colt, but a lot of my Chicago friends do know him. Uh, yeah, he's kind of a, he's kind of a Chicago. Yeah, yeah, he uh, loves stand up and stuff. Yeah, he's 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 a That's great awesome. guy. Yeah, uh, he seems great. And I guess part of the thing is that when you perform at the gathering of the Juggalos, like a certain part of your act is their intellectual property. I don't know how that works for comics, but he had to he had to play a different character than he oh, usually okay. does when he wrestled for them. Uh, so he was uh, Officer Jack Offerson, and he wrestled the Weed Man, whose secret move is smoking a joint and blowing the smoke in your face. That's awesome. That sounds like the best. I gotta go see this. And of course, since he was, since uh, since you know the Juggalos are like they are, him being a cop, he was automatically the bad guy. So he was the one who would come out, and the audience would boo. Oh, right? yeah. they, they would applaud the Weed Man. Anyway, That's funny. all right, That's Andy, you want to? Sure, I got a great story for you guys. Um, good news, gentlemen. Male contraceptive. Shows promise. Yeah, promise. Yeah. Promise. <laughs> Guys might someday have a birth control option that rivals the pill. Uh, these two gels uh, that applied to the skin can deliver hormones that knock down a man's sperm count um, have, have shown promise. I don't want to knock down. I want to eradicate it. You, well, that's the thing. Is it's <laughs> it's not, a little less. It's a little less. Well, yeah. It, it's never zero. It's always uh, a drastic reduction, but it looks like... Um, I don't trust that this, at all. In this trial, well, hear me out. In this trial, scientists randomly assigned 99 men in the Seattle and L.A. areas. We might, we might know some of these guys. Yeah. To apply two unlabeled gels to their skin daily. Some men got gels containing testosterone and nesterone, a synthetic hormone similar to progestin. Others got a testosterone gel and a placebo. In all, 56 of the men completed at least 20 weeks of the regimen. Um, by the end, 89% of men who got the dual hormone treatment saw their sperm counts plummet from about 15 million per cubic milliliter of ejaculate to less than 1 million. Uh, what's more, a majority of those men made no detectable sperm at all, the researchers found. So some of them, I guess, yeah, had no sign at all. But from 15 million to 1 million is a pretty big drop. It's pretty cool. You, you wouldn't feel comfortable with uh, having... Do you have to... No. Now, do you just... Where do you rub it? I mean, do you have to rub it into your dick? I guess that doesn't I, make I sense. I don't I mean, that's, think so. I don't think it actually... That's specifies. a childish understanding of how sperm works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you just it doesn't put say. It, it doesn't say where you have to apply it. It was just okay. applied to the skin. But um, yeah, so they, they said less than a million is an arbitrary line, but it's a threshold that we say is compatible with effective contraception. So I guess having fewer than a million sperm is uh, is decent, is, is good, is lowering your chances a, a mm-hmm. significant amount. Uh, it's nice. Yeah, I guess. I guess as a fella, I feel like it would be. Nice if I could do. I mean, I mean, you could put on a condom, I guess. But right. it'd be nice if I could do something to <laughs> to help prevent unwanted baby. So yeah, I mean, I feel like women and 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 the pill. I mean, it's such an ordeal. You know, it, you have to take it. It fucks with your right. everything. It fucks with your body chemistry. Uh, so yeah, no, it'd be it would be nice if we could share some of that load. I think right. before we share our loads. I was waiting for that. Friends. I knew I was like that was coming up. <laughs> Here it comes. But I mean, they're they're probably. You know, drawbacks to the male one as well. Like they said, that uh, a fifth of participants reported developing some acne during mm. the study. So, I mean, yeah. you want to have. Nah, sits? never mind. Nah, put a condom on. Come on. Yeah. Um, and while 43 men left the study early, they did so mainly by failing to return for all the numerous blood tests required in the study protocol, not because of side effects. So, men are too lazy to even figure out. <laughs> if, to re show up for yeah. the. Well, they're. they're whatever. Not, they're not really picking the best dudes. You guys want to come rub some stuff on your dick? <laughs> uh, like, people who will agree to this testing are not the most. <laughs> Yeah, and then jack off people. in our lab. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Hundred bucks? Cool. Oh, I can't come back to the lab that day. I got to go fishing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're definitely fishing. Um, all right, well. So I guess if you guys had the option, if you, if you could either use condoms or this and possibly have acne, what's your choice? Uh, condoms. I don't want acne. <laughs> Fair guys, enough. Uh, I don't know. I might, in Hollywood, guys. I might keep this like. Face. I might like to do away with the condom. It would be a good. I mean, like, do you? Is there any risk in your mind? Uh, have you ever been in a relationship where you thought there's a possibility that someone, namely the woman you're with, uh, might engage in some sort of subterfuge? Oh and, yeah, and, I mean, I guess compromise sure. the integrity of, of a condom. Oh, then that, the next thing I know, I'm on Maury Povich, <laughs> <laughs> um, dude. Maury, I was at, uh, I was getting my oil changed. There was like eight strangers picked to live in a house. No, uh, eight. <laughs> True story. Yeah, there was eight people like sitting in the Jiffy Lube um, lobby. Nobody's talking. Maury comes on. Everyone engages in a Maury conversation. That's awesome. We're all like really fascinated <laughs> awesome. with it. Fucking Maury unites the people. That's what I found out. I've got an idea for a reality show. I, I think it's time has come. Um, it's it's going to be called Dancing with the Maury Povich Not Fathers. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That and is great. You're, you're paired up with someone who doesn't know how to dance very well. You're paired up with someone who is about to find out that he is not the father <laughs> of a child. Are these, are these B-list celebrities? They could be. They could be. But it's it's someone who has no rhythm, but then they're coached by this person. Then they're like, okay, you got to get in this zone. Just okay, imagine imagine, imagine you thought you had a child. Okay. Now you don't. And then suddenly they're doing the Roger Rabbit, the oh. running man, like everybody. Um, and they get judged based Dude, on the quality. Maury Povich is 73 years old. Wow. I would have thought older. Really? You think older? I'm just thinking like that's like as old as my grandparents. Imagine if somebody like the people he deals with, like the worst scum in the world. <laughs> Imagine them dealing with your grandparents and how they would react to like <laughs> these fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> Like, my grandpa would be like, what? What's going on? You you don't know which one's your dad? What? Like, I mean, that's just crazy. Like, to think. That's a good I want to do, I want to switch him out once and put one of our grandpas in and host it. And your grandpa would just be so furious the whole, the whole episode. This is, a, this is America? He would just keep saying, fucking America, really? 
<laughs> he just drops the mic, walks yeah. off stage. It's called, go, it's called America's Going Down the Shitter with Brooks' grandpa. <laughs> with Brooks' grandpa. Not even his it's, name. It's just called yeah. I Blame Obama. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. called. I didn't mean to infer that your grandpa, I don't know what his uh, political affiliation I, with. I don't know, actually. I, I don't think there are a lot of grandpas who are for Obama. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I cast a, a broad stroke. I think that's I, a. I think by the time Bad, you're, uh, you're no, older, I think you got it. You're Did I get enough. cast a broad stroke? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like as an older person, most people should realize fucking politics. It doesn't matter anymore. Just fucking, I don't give a shit. I'm fucking. What do you mean it doesn't? I'm it matters more because you're about to collect. Uh, you're about to collect yeah, social no, security. I, don't know. Yeah, I, think they I, maybe I recently more, became uh, over voting. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I love it. Brooks decided this summer. Good. Top priority country music. Okay. Lowest priority the political <laughs> process. Yep, I'm over it completely. None of it matters. Um. You just have to have your job. That's all I do. Just keep a job. Can you keep the job and keep the summer country going? Some, yeah. Can you keep some cunt and job? I think so. Let's move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. This next topic is actually crazy. It's a robot that Japan has created that beats humans at paper, rock, scissors 100% of the time. Uh, now, this what this robot does, it's called the Jenkin Robot. And it it like has like its own hand or whatever that it, I think I think it does. I, you know I I've seen a video. This could be a different Japanese <laughs> rock, rock paper scissors, scissors robot. robot. Uh, but it the the video I saw it's just it's just a hand that's coming out of kind of a mechanical box. Like right. It, it yeah. No, that's exactly that. Yeah. And all it does is it it has like uh, uh, sensors that detect. Like you, ha- when you're playing against it, you have to put your hand in like a certain designated area, and then the sensors on that robot um, can detect like one millisecond after you start throwing whatever you're going to throw—paper, rock, or scissors—and then it will immediately do what will win. So it's kind of cheating. It's using like your gestures to see yeah, what it's you're going to do. Yeah, not just a random. And then it just yeah. is like I'm quicker, and it will get there fa- before you. Yeah, yeah. So hmm. this being Japan, what would you guys guess is the over-under for how long before this thing was used for sex? Uh, I bet that that's what it was created for. <laughs> right, and, and they're then, just saying, yeah, yeah rock, scissors, paper. Here's, if, I, if I were playing Rochambeau, this robot... Rochambeau, they call it over there. Oh. If I were playing Rochambeau. against this robot... That's Japanese. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. paper, scissors, rock. Uh, Rochambeau. Uh, Rochambeau. We're known on this podcast, one of the things that we do is very racist accents. Yeah. We specialize so, in this. So I'm going to do uh, Japanese scientists i have created uh paper rock uh, uh, skizzers why would the skizzers be behind? i do not understand <laughs> i don't know how to see a silent i don't i'm not good at american english <laughs> so, you're getting a little bit a little not bit not right good at american english a little, um, little french japanese going on here i don't want to do that anymore i was kind of boring um <laughs> Here's what I would I mean, do. That's if good I, if for I your SNL reel, though. Oh, that's oh, gone. That's okay. gone in. I keep sending it in. I keep sending it in. Yeah, just, you're, it's all political. It's all you'll, race. You'll, you'll yeah. get your shot. It's it's <laughs> just it's just my my whole character is known as racist guy, and he just does racist, uh, like accents. That's all I know how to do. That's Speaking great. of racism, I just saw the Tony Clifton show at the Comedy Store. Yeah, how was that? Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Now, no you irony. Said, Speaking of racism. I mean, half the act is racist street jokes, but it's Tony Clifton. <laughs> He's in character, but he also has the most elaborate stage production with dancers, a backup band that's amazing. I mean, now, do they do songs that are great. Do they are they still like Suggesting that this could be Andy Kaufman is that even a part of it? I or think bigger no. than that, they're suggesting that this was never anybody but Tony Clifton. I think that was the oh, ultimate okay. yeah, purpose yeah. of the whole thing because sometimes when Bob's mood would start playing him, 
and everyone thought it was Andy, Andy would show up in the room where Tony Clifton was playing, thereby you know being like Clark Kent and Superman in the same place. Right. So, so it's not him. Um, the idea not being we should prove who, figure out who it is, but like that the the keep up this guy is that it is right. Its that own, guy exists. Yes, Tony Clifton. But exists. is it Bob Zamuda now? It is. Okay, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, dude, dude I went. Uh, white, it's awesome. It's really I went whitewater rafting this weekend in Denver, yeah. and uh, our our guide opened up. Opened up saying, hey, what's up, by telling us that we just missed this really hot softball uh, group that went through. And we're like, oh, nice. What college it went to? And he's like, oh, no, these were like freshmen in high school girls. Ugh. I was like, Jesus Whoa, Christ, dude. Uh, then he told us that Mormons were the worst. That's what he followed that up with. Whoa. And then we got into a boat with him to go down the yeah. river. Like, I was like, what's Jeez. happening? Oh, uh, so it was really fun because then, then he just he told the most off Who would have guessed that dude, a guy... That that gives whitewater rafting tours would be so low class. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, then he goes. That's then he opens up with uh, this. Then he starts. Do you guys like jokes or whatever? Oh, and I'm like, to my not friends, the I'm ones like, you're about nope, to tell. Don't fucking tell this guy. Nope, I just you hate him at all. And he's like, "What's the difference between a, a, a rafting girl and the World Trade Center?" Um, and I go, "Something offensive, probably." <laughs> and uh, he goes, "The World Trade Center only went down on three thousand people." And then we just sat in stunned silence. Wait. But that that implies that you're aware of the stereotype that rafting girls are slutty. Are they? Is that a stereotype? I don't, well, I mean, in the raft, you don't know about rafting girls. I guess I don't. This guy had a number of rafting girls jokes, oh, dear. Um, and he, he that's when he told us the Mormon he t- took a Mormon bachelorette party, and they did not appreciate these jokes. And we're like, this is what you say to everybody? Oh, yeah, you're fucking. And, crazy. The, and but his thing was probably like those uptight Mormons. Yeah, not yes, exactly. I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly. those reasonable uh, human beings <laughs> reacting to something <laughs> offensive. By a straight from a stranger. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went, uh, I was just in Denver with my three of my best friends uh, who listen to this podcast. So Nick, mm. Reese, Reese doesn't listen to it, and uh, Ashy. Nice. So, okay. Shout outs. Um, but yeah, okay. So if Japan doesn't come up with this robot who does rock, paper, scissors, what is the number two country you think will come up with it? If you, you're like, your first initial reaction is, oh, that's something Japan did. I'm telling you, it wasn't Japan. Who do you think? Who do you go to after that? Germany. Oh, Germany? Andy? Yeah, I would go even farther north. I would go into a Scandinavian country. I mm. would go like Finland, Norway kind of thing. Really? I I would think Russia. Like, we will never lose again. Uh, I don't know. That's a worse right, accent. Excellent. What type of accent was that? That was like... Um, we will never lose again. It, that's German. Yeah, that's yeah, German. yeah, that's like a Nazi. No, look, we don't lose. We will never but lose. But I think what you meant to say is, in Russia... Robot plays you in oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. scissors paper. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah in, 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 Russia, in Russia, paper cuts paper. scissors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rock you. crushes you. <laughs> you don't. What yeah. a country! I can't do a Russian accent. I don't. In I, Russia, I I, I had the Yakov Smirnov America on six rubles a day book when I was a kid in the oh, height of his popularity. Six rubles a day. It was a funny book. I six mean, rubles a day. Six rubles a day. Yeah, there were some really, really uh, punny interstitials between chapters. Like, uh, there's one where he's standing at a butcher shop. He's like, I hear that uh, the best singles bars are meat markets. But <laughs> like, he's at standing uh, in front of yeah, me. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you went to. Um, Do I fuck the sausage? <laughs> <laughs> there's one where he's standing in the middle of the road with a jukebox. He's like. I hear about middle of the road music, but this is ridiculous or something. Oh, like middle of the road music—that's <laughs> yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. All right, Andy, you got the next. Uh, I do. Topic. If you if you guys had to guess, how old would you think the oldest pottery in the world 
was? Uh, oldest pottery we found. Humans have been around, like inhabiting places for what a hundred thousand years. So I would say inhabiting places. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the oldest cave that they found. Like was oh. that like eighty five thousand years ago or something like that? I would say uh, twenty thousand years ago. It's almost as though you saw this article because <laughs> we just recently found a team working in southern China uh, reportedly discovered pieces of ancient pottery that could redefine the history of mankind and his relationship with food. Uh, because these shards of pottery date back twenty thousand years, which makes them the world's oldest known pottery. Two to three thousand years older than examples found in East Asia. I didn't know. I didn't know it was twenty thousand exactly. I really? Mean, yeah. It was no. just a rough. That was a. No, I mean it makes sense. Like just by method of deduction of like how long people have been like sitting down and actually inhabiting. Like what I'm saying is like staying, staying in one place, in one place and, and, and not, not just, just scavenging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then yeah, I guess uh, you were right. And um, so in China, the making of pottery started about twenty thousand years ago and never stopped, says Ofer Bar Yosef, an archaeologist at Harvard and an author of the study. And uh, he said the Chinese kitchen was always based on cooking and steaming. They never made, as in other parts of Asia, breads. So I like uh, like when they made the first pot in uh, 20,000 20, years ago. He's like, how much longer should I do this? And he goes, forever. <laughs> we can never. We stop. will never stop. <laughs> this will be what we will know. Now I'm doing a French guy. Wow. Uh, fun, fun times. All right. So according to the new findings, which will be published uh, Friday in the journal Science, humans first began using clay vessels some 11,000 years ago, 11,000 years before the agricultural revolution in China, during a period in which people still lived in small nomadic groups of hunter-gatherers. And the study is seen as a major new discovery that could redefine mankind's relationship with cooking and food. Um, the same team in 2009 published an article in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences in which they determined the pottery fragments found in South China's Hunan province to be 18,000 years old. So wow. these, these beat those by a couple thousand years. Uh, and they said the difference of 2,000 years might not be significant in itself, but we always like to trace everything to its earliest possible time. And the age and location of pottery fragments help us set up a framework to understand the dissemination of the artifacts and the development of human civilization. This, did, now, says, they, says, says Dr. Wu, who is named for one of my favorite Steely Dan songs. Now, I'm, guess, I'm, I'm guessing that this pottery was housed in, you know, in some sort of structure, maybe kind of a barn. Uh, did they find a lot of wedding registries in there as well? <laughs> oh, I like the pottery barn. Eh. Joke. Some high-end furniture. And, I'm not nuts uh, about that one. Uh, I'm not t- I, dude, most of the time when I get done with this podcast, I go, I'm not nuts about that one. <laughs> <laughs> the whole metal podcast. The whole metal, everything I said, yeah. I'm not nuts about that. Um no, this makes me think of uh, like the largest natural disaster in terms of like uh, death in like recorded history is uh, happening like the 1500s in China. There was like a massive earthquake, and that's when most of the population lived in caves, and it killed like 800,000 people. That's crazy. Wow. And when 15, was this? You said like 1580 or something like that. I'll, I can get the how much right. pottery was lost. Yeah. Well, not all of it. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty crazy. I don't. Know. I like looking up uh, worst like natural disasters. I think that that uh, tsunami in the Philippines or where was that was um, Indonesia was it? The yeah, one it was that in Indonesia. Um, like that one was uh, that one's up there because how many people died in that, that one? Was one of the bigger ones. Yeah, I don't know the number, but um, I'm looking. I up. know I've looked up. I've looked up the worst natural disasters in the U.S. and I think. Wasn't there a hurricane that hit Galveston, Texas, back in like 1906? That was one of the biggest. 830. Wait, sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, I'm just guessing. All right. Uh, there was an earthquake. All of these are like the top three are in China. Uh, there was China. 
floods in China in 1931 killed 1 million to 2.5 million, somewhere in there. And then there was uh, another flood in China that killed uh, 1 to 2 million. And then this earthquake killed 830,000 people in 1556. Jeez. And and that then, was all caves, you're saying? Well, it said that everybody lived in these like caves, so yeah. they just all collapsed. Um, and then that uh, tsunami from 2004 killed uh, 230,000 Two, maybe 310,000. There's a big number there. It seems like up to a very recent point in human history, the main concern was floods. Right. That was the main thing you had to worry about as a human. Because if you hadn't built something very tall, earthquakes are probably not as as frightening a prospect. Yeah, yeah. You just fall down. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You just stumble. Have you experienced any earthquakes since you've lived in California? Uh, Yeah, well, I grew up here, so, you know, all all the kind of... All the ones since the, the you know uh, early eighties, yeah. I've kind of uh, ha- experienced. But yeah, no, I've I've never been injured. My houses have never been injured. Right. Knock on wood. Yeah, I've absolutely. I've been in I've been in one tiny earthquake when I, it was on Easter, I think, like in two thousand ten, and I spent the whole earthquake looking for pants to put on. <laughs> yeah, I was just like laying on my couch without pants. I'm like earthquake star. I was like, I gotta, I gotta get pants on. <laughs> I want to die with my dick out. <laughs> I gotta get pants. Uh, so we always, I always remember having to like uh, because I grew up here. Our elementary schools, we all had to have earthquake kits oh, in the mm. uh, in the classroom. So you know, in the first week of school, we had to b- bring a big Ziploc bag filled with like Vienna sausages and <laughs> juice boxes and like non perishables. Wow! So basically, just a lunchable. You could have just brought a lunchable, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you have to refrigerate lunchables, don't you? Oh, maybe you maybe. should. I think you I should. Know. Yeah, yeah. You also shouldn't eat them. You should get real food. <laughs> right, yeah. I almost parents should spring for an. Should. Sandwich. Not eat them. I love the kid uh, who would go on the field trip, like, and you'd have like a lunchable you're really proud of, and then some kids' parents had like clearly forgotten they had a field trip, so he would like his lunch would be like a family sized bag of Skittles. Like, that's all <laughs> he, he gave had brought. Him something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he would spend most of the trip throwing them out the bus at cars. <laughs> Stop it! That's your lunch, man. <laughs> Did you guys see Rory Scovel on Conan last? It was week? very very funny. Uh, listeners, you should look up Rory Scovel uh, doing uh, a set on Conan. Just recently, yeah, it was last Monday, I think. Yeah, at late late June. It's very very funny. Um, but I was surprised because he talks about lunchables in there and how that was always the sign of like the poorest kid. Where when I was growing up, uh, it was the opposite. Like they, I, yeah, I was sort of jealous like of three them bucks a pop, I right? Like not much this. food. Yeah, I was always really excited to unveil it at the lunch table. Yeah. Oh, let me just see what I got. Oh, but bam! Yeah, it looks high class, but it's it is shitty. It's just cheese and crackers. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I, I, I never liked them. I think I no, had no. one kind of nausea experience with them and. and Never went back. I yeah. had a, I have that with um, Hawaiian Punch. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. I was working in this field, uh, like picking up rocks, which is a thing you do in Iowa. Mm-hmm. You just pick up rocks that like come up in uh, farmers' fields, and they were like sprayed some on there. Like there was some spray in the air that like it infected my lips. Like my lips got so blistered and sunburned and stuff. It was terrible. But I was drinking Hawaiian Punch, and I completely associate that oh, with funny. Hawaiian oh, Punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, no, Hawaiian Punch poisons me. <laughs> even though it has nothing to do with it. I can't even smell it. I get sick. Maybe that's why I hate olives. Maybe I had No, you don't like olives because they're garbage. They're kind of gross. Yeah, you olives agree? Are, olives are gr- I, oh, my God. I, yeah, I don't like you. olives God. either. Olives are the worst. Oh, yeah. I will send people something back if it has olives, olives. on it. Yeah. Oh, you're um, just wrong, people. All right. We'll move on. Okay. Uh, we're looking at you, the Greeks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Knock it off. As a peoples. Mm-hmm. Get your money together, stupids. <laughs> um, <laughs> stupids. Get your money situation in line before you go forcing your olives down our throats. Right. <laughs> we were doing this this week, and we were like punching each other. 
and this is just stupid. These are my best friends since I was like very little. So you'd like do something really mean to your friend, and then when they go, "Hey," you go, "Shut up!" Like you would like kick somebody's foot out from underneath them, so they fall down. They're like, "What'd you do that for?" And you just go, "Shut up, stupid!" <laughs> so just do something really mean, and then yell at them for it. It's it's so funny to see it that happen. Yeah, it is so. It is also kind of. Like when you do see those old friends, you do just regress back to oh, when you, you met them. So like yeah, back, when I see yeah. college buddies, I feel like I'm automatically in that space. Yeah, you drink like you're in college, and you're like, we're not, the, we're 25 now. This shouldn't. Um, <laughs> oh my god, we're three years removed from. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's <laughs> it was a distant anyway, memory. That we're, was 2010. Yeah, we're too old to get drunk, <laughs> to get irresponsibly drunk. You know what? I'm sorry, guys. That was a, that was stupid. <laughs> uh, anyway, do something mean to one of your friends, and then get mad at them for it. It's a real treat. You know what I like? Uh, also, instead of saying stupid. To someone uh, if they're just talking like the middle of them saying anything i'll just go boring <laughs> just keep a straight face though just i like really that sell i mean it. kind yeah. of the advanced move of that is pretending to fall asleep right. and snoring <laughs> yeah, really yeah, loud yeah. which is a favorite of mine that is a, that is a really favorite uh we were doing we were doing this game too where you tell somebody something like really like really sad um uh like terrible news like uh andy i'm sorry um you're uh your kid died. Let's roll the windows down, and then just play the most upbeat <laughs> song ever. Like, I'm so sorry. Is, is, is there any chance? Did they find, was he breathing when they brought him in? Well, that's just it. Uh, he was killed by a crocodile, and uh, he was still breathing, but he had a broken foot, so we put him out of his misery. We bludgeoned his face did over he, and did over. Did he say anything to you before he passed? Uh, he said, my life was meaningless. Tell my dad I'll never love him. Let's roll the windows down, turn the radio. I'm so sorry. You don't, for have Red Solo Cup on there, do you? Because no, I don't that... Put, I don't put Red Solo Cup on there. I don't like that song. Okay. Uh, I like upbeat. Is that part... Of, that's not part... So Red Solo Cup is not part of the Summer of Country. Red, so, Red Solo Cup is not a part of Summer Country. Early Toby Keith is very much part of Summer oh, okay. Country. Um, what about like Rope in the Wind era Garth Brooks? Could that be... <laughs> that's definitely part of Summer okay. Country. Garth Brooks okay. is very much part of Summer Country. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next topic. Um, you know how earlier you said I'm not a fan of that? I'm not a fan of any of what I just was doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I loved it. I thought it was great. That music. Like, this is so stupid. Uh, but it's funny to do with your friends when you're drunk. Um, you guys, we just had a leap second. Boom. There I was, felt it. Yay. Were, no, no, no. Not just now. Okay. Uh, last night. <laughs> last night. There was a Sweet. leap second. The transition from June to July will be delayed by circumstances beyond everyone's control. Time will stand still for one second on Saturday evening, June 30th, because of a leap second will be added to let a lagging Earth catch up to super accurate clocks. So there's like 200 atomic clocks uh, around the world. They're in 50 laboratories. Um Worldwide, and uh, atomic time is measured through vibra- vibrations of a- of atoms in a metal isotope that resembles mercury and can keep time to within a tenth of a billion of s- of a second per day. Uh, the Wait, result- they didn't say what it is. I thought it was cesium for some reason. Is it, it might be. It, it doesn't say. It says the result is extremely accurate time that can be used to improve synchronization in precision navigation and positioning systems, tele- telecommunications networks, and deep space communications. Uh, but through careful observations, they say they have found out that Earth's rotation is ever so slightly slowing down at a non-uniform rate, probably uh, attributable to the sloshing molten core, the rolling of the oceans, and melting polar ice caps, uh, causing the Earth to like slowly start uh, 
not moving. Decelerating. Decelerating. So they have to, uh, they do these um, leap seconds to get all the clocks back on time uh, to where the earth is. The last they've done, I think like 15 of them since they started doing these in uh, like 1974. And the last one we did was three and a half years ago. And it says that now our clock is um, ahead of where it's supposed to be by four tenths of a second. Like we were six tenths behind uh-huh. and now we're four tenths ahead. So that'll give us a little time before we have to ruin everybody's day with another leap second. <laughs> I bet there's like a calendar aficionado out there whose like main goal it is to be is to be ejaculating during the leap seconds. <laughs> right. Like that's the that's like the apex of oh, that guy's here. life. Oh, it's here. <laughs> ah! <laughs> leap day. Leap day. He has to take a week off on either side. Of oh the, yeah, just, uh, it's coming up, guys. I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah. Like he just assumes everyone else is as into it as he is, and asks people in the street what they're going to do for leap, leap second. second. Like, do you have plans for did, leap second? And me, what do you do? I'm going to jerk off. But that's just me. <laughs> did you guys know there was a leap second? I think I saw the article, but I mean, I, I'm I saying I've never heard of that. This is new to me. I didn't know what we did. This. Well, I kind of can't believe that we're as close to that. That the, the Earth's orbit on the sun is so close to being a multiple of the number of revolutions it makes it run its own axis. Like it's crazy to me that it's even like so. A year is 364 and a quarter days. So every four years, we have to have a leap day, right? But I can't believe it's even that close that it's so close to being uh, no it's, it's fourth, not even you know it's like it's less we did a thing about this where right, but it's still it's within that range like it's just lu- it's it's luck it could have been you know a seventh or it could have been any any fraction well because the, this earth spinning around its own axis has you know no relation to it orbiting around the sun as far as how how, how many how long each of those things right takes. but also like it's all relative to we decided things based on that, you know. We decided, but we didn't just decide them because things have to keep arriving right. at the same time. Like the solstice has to keep coming at around the same. Okay, that's true. And also, but it's not like in a quarter perfectly. Like they don't do leap years uh, at any new century, right? But it's still that's still saying like so every hundred years we don't do a leap year. Like so there's still, no there's no leap year close. in two thousand. There was a leap year in two thousand four, two thousand eight, two thousand twelve. There right. won't be a new leap year in twenty one hundred. So then it would then the, the unit it's still then it's like three hundred sixty four point two four yeah, days something like or something, which is still surprising that it's even that close to something that's a division of a day. It's pretty cool. Like Did you guys ever have like a watch growing up? Like, what was your favorite timepiece you ever had? Swatch watch. Come on. Uh, I here I'll, I'll take you through my I'll take you through my history of timepieces. I've never liked um, adornment. Yeah, accoutre, accoutrement. I've never I'm with you. I'm I've, with uh, you. hats unnecessary. Can't do yeah. jewelry. So, and I've currently been rocking hats and mustaches. I'm big on accoutrement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's. But the, I mean, you. It's part of summer. It's part country. of your personality. It's I, think. I think it's yeah. great. Um, I there was a while where the shark watch was big. Was that big where you guys grew up? I could see it being a Southern California thing. I did not know about it the shark. Sounds watch. familiar. I shark watch it. is a Velcro waterproof watch. Oh. I think kind of popularized by you know surfers and such, but it you know. Got got to be got mainstream. By mainstream culture, yeah. like all surf and skate things. Uh, and then, and I had one of those for a while, you know, for coolness reasons. I think like like everyone had like the pump sneaker for a while. Right. Like you don't need this. Like yeah. you're not surfing every day, right? Twelve uh, year old. <laughs> you're not playing basketball, <laughs> chubby twelve year old. You don't need those. You know, you don't need those pumps. Uh, but then in high school, um, also. It, largely Southern California, but but my big thing, you know, I was super into like ska music, so nice. that had that 
came with that a kind of an anachronistic form of dress. So like a lot of wingtips, right. suspenders. Oh, wow. This is like ninety seven. We're talking. This yeah, is like 90, third 96. wave. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. yeah this is this is mighty mighty Boston. Save Ferris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I had a pocket watch for a while. Oh my god. Which I would, <laughs> dude. I did a pocket watch in high school for a minute too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh it was uh, yeah. I, I think I carried my books in a bowling bag for a while. I mean, I was like super goofy on purpose. Oh man. Yeah. Do any of you guys have shirts with flames on them at any point? Uh, I think I bought a Hawaiian shirt once from a place called Gadzooks. That was in the mall. <laughs> of course, that's where it sells uh, Hawaiian shirts. And then shirts. I never wore it ever. And my mom was like, "I'm not going to let you buy clothes anymore because it was like like a thirty dollars shirt, which is outrageous for like an eight, nine year old to be like, I want that shirt.' <laughs> right? Yeah. I was, then I like got home and I was like, "This is the worst shirt I've ever." But wait, Hawaiian? If it has flames, it's not Hawaiian. It's bowling. It's bowling or a swing dancing shirt. It's, yeah, there's yeah. no flames on a Hawaiian. I think shirt, there's a there? little bit of overlap. Or at least at that time, it I was think, orange. I think whatever, now yeah. flames kind of has a new connotation. But I yeah. think at that time when swingers came out, yeah, like that whole thing was kind of right. Uh, the Hawaiian shirt was less Jimmy Buffett and more Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, equally great. BBVD. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I definitely had a couple of like retro. You know, fifties cruising party nice. shirts for sure. Did you have any uh, any like, spats ever? Was that part of that scene? That's not. Really, I don't think it? I had spats. <laughs> no, I mean it, it, that that had its place. Yeah, that so had its place. Would you get to the point when you were trailing off in your in your like uh, obsession with this thing, and you still had the pocket watch? Like where you started to realize this is an affectation. You were like embarrassed to consult it for the time. Like, was there a time when you're like, this probably means I should stop wearing it because I don't want to pull it out? Or I think by the time I knew better, I had lost just, it. Okay. Yeah, it took me a long time to realize that that was... At least I, mean, I mean, I, I think when you're in high school, just go ahead and do that shit because everybody's kind of doing their own right, little right. version. See, I mean, my I think I was re- more afraid of doing stuff like that in high school than I would be now. Yeah, my know. shitty pocket watch in high school is this tribal tattoo I have. <laughs> oh, sure. I'm fucking devastated by my choice there. What, like, what age did you get that? Uh, seven team and mm-hmm. uh, same one Anthony Kiedis has so that's pretty cool great I mean well the Red Hot Chili Peppers have certainly maintained their artistic integrity oh, completely, I mean, their dude. quality has not dropped dude at all. I found out John Frusciante is like a comedy nerd and goes to a bunch of stand-up shows like he'll go to like the Meltdown and oh, cool. like UCB wow. and it's like I was like oh my god like I I don't know if I'd be I make fun of the Chili Peppers on stage and if I found out he was in the audience the it'd fruit. be like it'd be like fucking blasphemous to me to be like I told Jeffrey Shante he sucks he doesn't suck oh. he's the best ah. I love Jeffrey Shante are you saying cool. that you still you fucking love that band still- and you just don't want to admit it on stage Jeffrey Shante Left the band. He's, like, oh, he's not okay. a part of him anymore. And also, dude, that guy's like the best guitarist ever. He just is fucking awesome. Yeah, all the like music nerds I knew in college had all of his like weird independently yeah, produced like, solo shadows albums. Collide with people. I had yeah, that where there's like a and he no. like sings in this weird falsetto voice. Frusciante's awesome. Wow, have no. It's well, like, hey, let's have him on. We'll have him and Robert Plant as a dual guest. Episode. Exactly, that would well, be fun. I, I think that music. Fans can agree that the problem with the Red Hot Chili Peppers is Anthony Kiedis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, like, Flea and Chad Smith, aren't they widely considered to be, like, the world's greatest rhythm section? Right, yeah. And then Anthony Kiedis. Is that true? Is he considered a good drummer also? I think so, Dude, I'm sure he's an awesome drummer. I mean, he sold, like, fucking 100 million copies of uh, albums or whatever. (laughs) But you just have this fucking long-haired, and tattooed you, boob You got somebody doing mix-em-ups on stage. Like, <laughs> oh, he's scatting. Right. He's scatting. Yeah. Uh, and he's tone-deaf. He is tone-deaf. If you've seen them perform live, he cannot... I've seen him perform live. It was the greatest <laughs> night of my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was Brooks. right before I got this tattoo. Probably pushed me over the edge to get this <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was so big in a time when I was little to get me to do anything, all he had to do was time me. 
Like, mm, go, nice. my brothers would be like, go get me something. Go, like, go make, go get me milk. Like, I would just, I'd be like, no. And they're like, I'll time you. And I would fucking bolt. And then I'd come down. But, like, you, but you, didn't, the, <laughs> you didn't know what to put it up against. Like, no, you didn't I have knew. a bet. The time you were trying to best. beat. <laughs> and then I would always come down and I'd be like, what was my time? What was my time? And they'd be like, I forgot. Sorry. It's, it's interesting you bring up brothers timing you on things because my brother. <laughs> Was at, uh, I think he was in Michigan Stadium for some reason last month, and uh, he lives in Ann Arbor, and he just decided to time himself running the length of the field. And then he decided to email myself and my younger brother and say, okay, this is on the Wood Brother 100-Yard Dash Challenge. Videotape yourself running 100 yards. Oh. Post it on YouTube. We'll see which brother is the fastest. And I, I spent all afternoon working on this, because like, now that I work, I only have weekends to do it. And uh, I, I looked for any kind of track i just looked on google maps for tracks and i found three high schools nearby that all have football fields with tracks um of course in this area like this isn't the midwest we're not trusting people these are all on lockdown so i spent two hours driving around all these high schools every track is locked i finally got to notre dame high school down at uh hazeltine and riverside and there was this lacrosse team that was just finishing up so they were still out there and i was like oh this is great this is perfect i gave my iphone to this guy i was like can I spare two minutes of your time? I just oh, gotta, my God. I got to run 100 yards. You had yards. somebody record you do this? Well, that's the only way you can verify. We, oh we each ran God. this. He's just, the and, contest is you get a video of yourself running 100 yards, post it I on know YouTube, what the contest is, but I'm saying I, I would have been too embarrassed to tell someone else what I was doing. I just spent an hour or more driving around to find no, – no, I don't care. He's a high school lacrosse player. I don't – I mean, no, I don't care what he thinks of me. <laughs> How did, so, it, how did it come out? Who, well, here's the thing. Like, as I give him the phone, the guard says, all right, we got to lock this place down. This was supposed to be closed a half hour ago. You got to go. I'm like, literally 10, 15 seconds of your time. That's all I need. Let me just do this real quick. So I give him the phone. I show him how to start it. And uh, I run down to the end of the field. And he starts me. I run it. And then he uh, says, boom, got it. And he, pr- and he presses the button to stop it. And I hear that, boom, boom, indicating starting record oh, nice. oh no so he didn't get it and you're already gassed come on like you can do modern that again teens don't you don't they all have you're, iphones yeah. you're out of days? breath uh, so the wood brothers challenge is not going to include andy this year unfortunately i started running a lot recently too i want to go to a track because i run around like west hollywood and i have to stop at fucking like lights and stuff like that and it just ruins my time i'm still into time hmm. yeah uh and i think if i get a track i'll be able to i'll be able to shave like an extra minute off do you want to go train with me Dude, I'm getting fast. I'm running sub 21 minute, three miles. Pretty good. Really? Yeah. Wait, where, you're timing, you're, you're uh, looking at like Google Maps to see how far you're going and you're going under? Uh, I have, no, I have a, uh, I've got a run keeper. A pedometer thing? A pedometer thing. It's perfect. It's you're great. You're doing consistently sub seven minute miles for three mile runs. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I, I was at 25 minutes about three months ago. And now they're down to 21 minutes. I'm doing consistent half hour, four mile runs. Let's not talk about this on the Come air. On. This is stupid. <laughs> okay, let's talk about science. This is actually the lightest of the science topics this week. I can't believe I was just bragging about running into a microphone. <laughs> I can't believe you're fast. Faster than me. I want to go race you now. I ran in high school a ton. Uh, okay. I ran cross country very poorly when I was a freshman. All right. I think we talked go. about that with Dave Holmes. Um, so this is barely science, but Jordan pointed it out to us, and I love it because I didn't know this was a thing. Evidently, the uh, the set that was used, um, uh, Luke's Luke Skywalker's home bay, ho- uh, home, I guess, yeah, on Tatooine. Like a, it's a hut or it's something. Hut. It's yeah. a, the place he lived with the, you know, uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Uh, evidently that was just left in the desert in Tunisia where it was, where it was built. And it's just been a tourist attraction out in the desert there ever since then, but it's fallen into disrepair. And, um, there is a dude named, uh, Mark Dermule, who's a huge star Wars fan. Mark Hamill, <laughs> Mark Hamill. 
He's um, taking this upon himself. Right. That home will stay. <laughs> yeah, so he's taking it upon himself to... to uh, I'm not famous for anything else! <laughs> <laughs> he's the voice of the Joker in the Batman cartoons. I'm sorry that I didn't give him that He's done lots of voice work, yeah. I, I mean, ever since he... Didn't he, like, get in a motorcycle accident after Empire and scar his face up a bit? Oh, that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about the history of Mark Hamill. I guess I know Star Wars... Joker in the Batman cartoons, nothing yep. else. I think he was a lawyer in something one time, and everyone was just like, it's impossible to watch a movie where he's not Luke Skywalker and be like, oh, I can, you just see him, you're like, Luke Skywalker's in the movie. See, I don't think he even looks that much I, like himself that's when he because was younger, he, so. That's not because the character is iconic, though. That's because he sucks, right? I mean, <laughs> he's great. I like Like, Mark everybody Hamill. else from that movie did okay being in other movies. Well, Carrie Fisher, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I just remember Blues Maybe Brothers. you're just thinking of Harrison Ford. Yeah, maybe There's I was just really thinking one Chewbacca was in a ton of stuff. Yeah, uh, that's true, I forgot. Yeah, Remember Chewbacca. David Prowse and all of his roles after? Uh, yeah. No, no, maybe you're right. Maybe right. that movie did, is a kind career of, it ruined. It was a kind of career. So. I think Billy it. D. Williams does Colt 45 ads. Yeah, right? yeah. No, like, never mind. I was wrong. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so anyhow, this guy, Mark Dermiel, has been, has been raising money to, um, to help maintain this uh, Tatooine home in the Tunisian desert, and they've already raised over $11,000 to... Uh, to put this thing back together because it's you know it's a big pilgrimage spot for fans of Star Wars, which I've never been a huge, huge Star Wars fan. Are you? Do you have fandoms in that in those realms? Uh, Jordan? I, yeah, I liked Star Wars a lot as a kid, and you know was in high school when the when the um, uh, when the prequel started coming out, and definitely like waited in line at midnight for the prequel. And, yeah, you know went to went to school all tired the next day and disappointed after yeah tired and disappointed. <laughs> no, you weren't disappointed immediately. If you're oh, in high school, who was and you not? Saw... I was disappointed immediately. Oh, I guess How are I, you not? I fucking love. I think I probably kidded myself for about a week. I think yeah. there was a week where I was going to go, hey guys, you, you want to see it again? <laughs> and then yeah. I mean, it 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 took a while. I mean, Attack of the Clones, I didn't know it was banned. I mean, I was also, uh, I was in sixth grade when the first one came out. So, I mean, that's fucking perfect for me. Sure. Oh, yeah. The sixth yeah. grader seeing, like, a uh, pod race, that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Well, I was, eight a, senior, hour I was a senior in college, so I eight hour pod <laughs> my hopes were dashed a little bit more than okay. yours. Anyway, that's why I think it was great. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, though. I love Star my, Wars. I, I really might say that I, I feel like all the shitting on it is getting a little it has gotten a little too intense i feel like it makes grown men undignified to yeah, complain yeah. about the star wars prequels because really isn't the only good one empire like isn't that the only good star wars movie the right. other ones you have fondness for no one exactly. can take that away they have memories associated with them but they're all bad right they're, they're kind of so, they're kind of glorified b movies you know yeah, they're, like they're isn't, genre isn't, movies isn't return of the jedi about as good as phantom menace like i love i love all that shit like yeah them. return of the jedi is pretty rough if you I watch like yeah. return of the jedi. Jedi. I, I mean I the, the ewoks and stuff that's yeah, it's got a lot of lightsabers in it i like that I like yeah. the sure lightsabers. but i mean are great fucking monsters are great yeah right you could make the analogy the pod race is sort of like the forest race on those bikes in sure. return of the jedi sure, so sure. that's not even yeah, that much different um I really like Star Wars. Favorite Star Wars character? Mm. Andy. Uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, that's a pretty Mysterious good one. Serious badass. That's a, that is a, easy. That's yeah, a good call. Sorry. It is easy, yeah. <laughs> is there a cooler monster in the history of movie monsters than uh, the Rancor? The Rancor is a good oh, monster. I think I, think I would, I would, I had an old VHS tape of Jedi and would just watch that Rancor scene over and just over and over Just watch his owner again. get so devastated. Oh, I yeah. know. Rancor Comes owner. I know. <laughs> Make a movie about them. Yeah, yeah. There's the movie. <laughs> 
It's like the grizzly man of like galactic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, he's totally. Yeah, he's totally the Timothy Treadwell yeah. of uh, of Rancors of Rancors. Whatever, whatever planet that is. Yeah. That, what planet does that happen on? That's Tatooine. Uh, okay, no, that's where Jabba the Hutt lives. Is yeah. that Tatooine? Really? Yeah. They keep coming back throughout all yeah. the movies to Tatooine. Um, I like Lando Calrissian. That guy's a fucking shit. He's pretty cool. I'm not even sure what his job was. Was he mayor of Cloud City? What was his <laughs> No, I think he was like a space pirate or something. I don't know. I mean, like he was just he was like pals with fucking Han Solo. Like I think that they were they were just kind of known as like these are likable bad guys. Yeah. By the way, is is your opinion right now being influenced at all by your mustache? Like when you grow a mustache, <laughs> do you suddenly develop an affinity? It's mostly just, just, just like characters. Billy D. Williams. Really, is yeah. all. He's pretty sweet. He's pretty sweet. Uh, I would say I would say Boba Fett's probably my favorite though. I, like I had a yeah. Boba Fett action figure. That was always my go-to. He was fighting exactly. somebody. The jetpack sure. and stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. So perfect. Jetpack's yeah. great. Um, do you guys... I don't know how many video games do you guys play, but have you guys seen anything on this new Star Wars video game? I heard it's out? supposed to be good. I haven't played video games since college, but I love video games. I'm really excited mm-hmm. for Grand Theft Auto V. Like, I'll get fucking deep back into video games for that. Sure. Yeah, I don't, when, I have, uh, when I'm at a friend's house that has a system, I'll play, but I can never... You know, they, they require so much investment now. There's a few games that are the, the big games you can just sit down and play for half an hour. And right, play, yeah, know, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I feel like I got burned by Star Wars games, or I had, I had been burned by so many Star Wars games that that I had just kind of written them off. But I feel like people are talking about uh, there's a lot of good Star Wars games out, and this new one people are. Wow. Uh, I really liked Knights of the Old Republic. I played that. Start yeah, to that's that was after I had given up on them. Right. But yeah, people people love that one. Yeah, it was really fun. If there was a Star Wars Mario Kart edition, maybe I would be. That <laughs> no, would be I, you know, I think like, there is. Uh, I think for the old, for the original PlayStation, there was a pod racer that was fashioned after Mario oh, nice. Kart, and they all had Mario giant Kart. heads, and you could play as a giant-headed Darth Maul. Nice. Man, Mario Kart was my f- that was the best college game of all time for the sixty four. Oh god, yeah. I, I, I bought think, I bought a sixty. I have a sixty four with four controllers and Mario Kart. Fun I, to play you know, it's time. so yeah. funny. I think I think all of us. There's a couple years separating us, but I think we all probably played Mario Kart on an N sixty four in our dorms. Yeah, right? So, I mean, no, it's yeah. so often, yeah. man. We would do this game is really fun. Uh, whoever won had to had to uh, take a shot so then they would get drunk oh, and they would increase their, or we yeah. would do drinking and driving which is you had to uh, open and finish a beer before you could cross the finish line so while you're driving you're trying to chug a beer too oh so like but still doing Grand Prix three laps you're still doing, still doing three laps yep. usually at Wario Stadium that was yeah. our go-to Wario Stadium's ah. a good one yeah. no cheating though I fucking those, that's I, not cheating if you can land that jump if oh you can... that jump is so hard I mean <laughs> my, my, I had a friend who would get it every time you say time. that shortcuts are bullshit that's what you're saying that's your position I didn't like it, man. It, you'd always have one like fucking ace would show up and just nail those two jumps, and you're like, "This isn't fun for me right now." Okay. <laughs> How about Koopa Troopa Beach with that uh, pathway through the island? Oh, I love Koopa Troopa Beach. So yeah. great. All right, last thing, then we'll get out of here. We'll end this podcast. Favorite Mario Kart track for the '64, Jordan. Uh, I will say that I did play it in a dorm, but my main Mario Kart playing was on the 3DS, and I know there were some retro maps from the 64 in that, and I'm trying to remember which one I've played the most. Okay, well, we'll, let you, we'll Go, come back, come to, back the, to me. The trippiest one, the one that like scares me because it conjures memories of the drunk scene from Dumbo, is Rainbow Road. Remember that? Oh, oh Rainbow Road. yeah. Yeah, I remember Rainbow Road. It's kind of scary. Haunted House? Did adult. you guys have Haunted House? Oh, yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. The, is that a 64 track? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like... I forget what it was. B- Bowser's, Bowser's, Bowser's Castle? Haunted House? No, I don't think Boo's Haunted House was in the 64 version. Mm. I think it Bowser's a, Castle had ghosts, though. No, it maybe it was. No, he's in the he's in the uh, GameCube version, I think. Uh, I liked, my favorite was Kalahari Desert. I loved getting, oh, yeah. when you would get the star or the mushroom booster and you could go across the desert. Oh, like, and that had the yeah. cactus guys from Mario 2 in it. 
I think, well, I don't know. Aren't they kind of crossing the road and you have to dodge those? I th- not in the 64, maybe in your 3DS maybe version. Maybe not. They did you guys, did, when you guys got bananas, would you throw them and aim them or just kind of like haphazardly drop them behind I you? Would do, I would do like a, I would diagonally go across that's, the yeah, track, drop, 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 drop. Good luck behind me. Yeah. Uh, and I, I usually hit them I the drop them by where the uh, power-ups spawn. Oh, nice. Well, that's where I'd put the upside-down question marks is by the real oh, question no, marks. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. How, uh, how long is this episode? 110. Right we're, we're at a good pace Okay, here. well, you know, I'll finish. I finished my, uh, for the historical science, I'll, I'll finish up my Captain Cook saga. I finished that by book. The, by the way, did, did you notice that we got a person who was writing to us correcting us about Captain Cook? Who? Uh, welcome to the what internet. What was the yes. on Captain Cook? We've gotten a couple listener emails, some positive, uh, some I will not read. Um <laughs> One guy just Listen, kept guys, referring to Andy as the other guy. Yeah, there was one guy who was like oh. really insistent on saying... There's two guys! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. No, there's three of us. And he's like, my favorite's Matt, then Brooks, then the other guy. I oh, can't remember funny. his name. I'm like, there's no way you've listened to this for multiple... Ep- okay. Uh, I thought right. that was... Um, so anyhow, uh, let's see. I wasn't going to read that dude's thing. Um, but now all I'm seeing is is that one. Uh, okay. Anyway. No, 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 no. <laughs> I do want to acknowledge that we got a positive email. Well, I'll just talk about Captain Cook where I'm at right now. Uh, well, what happened? No, no, no. Before you do, before you do. Okay. Um, so I think we were talking about Greenland in the course of that Captain Cook conversation. Was that true or not? I don't know. We were talking about it, though. I said that Greenland was named that way to trick other people. Oh, okay, because someone corrected us. A listener, Valerie Keel, wrote in uh, to say that some country we were thinking of was Lesotho at, at a certain point in the conversation. Right, the one in between, South, the one in the middle of South Africa. Okay, and that Greenland was actually named by Eric the Red, who'd been banished from Iceland, and he named it that in an effort to trick others into joining him on this new desolate iceberg. Right, I, I think what I said was Vikings named uh, Greenland, Greenland and Iceland, Iceland to try to confuse people. So I oh, guess okay. more specifically, Eric the Red did it. But she also recommended that this book called The Know-It-All, which is where she got that. So oh, yeah. Sounds check good. that out. Check out The Know-It-All. Okay. So Captain Cook, I think the last time I did, he, I was on, we talked, he, he had done like his second circumnavigation around the world, top of, top of his game, like completely uh, charts and maps, a lot of islands in the South Pacific, goes the furthest south anybody's ever been, comes back, total celebrity now, kind of uh, loses his head. He thinks he's the greatest explorer of all time, which he is. Right. But now he knows that. So he gets this third um, he gets this third uh, uh, circumnavigation where he's supposed to look for the Northwest Passage. Uh, so he goes south. He goes to uh, New Zealand. And, like, the first thing he does that pisses everybody off, he, he just is arrogant now. He doesn't really look over his shit. He lashes the fuck out of people, which he used to not do. He used to be really lax, dude. And now he'll, like, lash people and natives. Um, they go to the spot where different natives had uh, eaten a few members of his crew. And he didn't do anything in retro. He didn't uh, retaliate. And, like, that might have been the humane thing to do, but his sailors on his ship were really pissed off about that. They're like, dude, they ate our friends. You got to fucking kill them. Uh, and he didn't do that. So that kind of started these rumblings. He started, like, lowering rations, just kind of, like, losing touch with the sailors. Um, he, like, he, they go to Tahiti. And when they first went to Tahiti, it's a great place. It's amazing. Like, they have really good relations with them. And now this is, like, six or seven years later where Tahiti has just been kind of ravaged by sailors coming through. And like trying to take everything and reprovision and just kind of and then sleep with all their women and then leave. So they just Europeans had were fucking with T- Tahiti society. They go. They discover uh, Hawaii on the way to Alaska. They're like, this place is great. Um, and he he'd started this new practice of like lashing islanders. 
uh, and like the Tahitians and like other Southeast Southern Pacific uh, tribes were like not super aggressive. Like they were kind of they were uh, much more like peaceful than the Hawaiians. Like those dudes are fucking crazy. Like they're not crazy. They're warlike. Uh, they're what, always. What, what do they sound like? They're always. No, I don't know what a, a Hawaiian. Come on, man! You got an Hawaiian SNL accent. reel. You got a. Uh, hello, you're from Hawaii. I live here in Hawaii. That's great. Aloha, 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 aloha. Um, so he goes. He sees Hawaii. Then they go up the coast of uh, um, Alaska, looking for the Northwest Passage. He gets really high up, way up above Alaska, like um, above the Bering Strait, shit like that. Then they come back to reprovision in Hawaii. Uh, they think that Cook is a god at first, called like Lona or Lo, something. Uh, so they they stay there. They start sleeping with their women. They kind of la- they lash a few dudes, and the Hawaiians are like, "Whoa, fuck these guys, man! Like, are you kidding me?" Um, so then they leave. Then he gets his mass breaks, and they come back to Hawaii to the exact same spot. And that's when the Hawaiians are like, "Nope, fuck you! You're not." And uh, they start stealing a bunch of shit from them, and they steal like the small boat. And so Cook's like, fuck that. We're going down there. We're going to get that boat back. We're going to take a dude captain. We're going to take one of their chief's captain. So he goes down there with like nine Marines, and they all have their muskets loaded. They grab like this chief, and they pull him. like, you're coming to our boat with us until we get our boat back. Um, You're coming to our ship until we get like this boat back. And then all the other like Hawaiians, like a hundred of them swarm around them. They're like, no, fuck you. And then they come up close, close, close. And uh, then they get news that another Hawaiian had just been lashed a ton like across the island. So they start uh, throwing rocks at Cook. They fire on him, kills like six of them. And then they just grab Cook, stab him a hundred times, and he's dead. Damn. I would love to see if a listener has the means to do this. Uh, if you could animate the story he just told <laughs> or, or live act it in the drunk history style. Because I love the idea of like Captain Cook saying, all right, fuck these dudes. Fuck these <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's Same what he said. Dudes the Hawaiians like, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, right. No, fuck you, dude. And everybody gets blazed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's what happened. He died. He died there, and uh, they too like, soon. They like burned all his shit. This one warrior uh, paddled out next to the ship wearing Captain Cook's hat after oh, they wow. killed him and mooned the sailors. That's a great fuck you. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, so and then they like just fucking pulled his body apart and like um, the dude, the uh, dudes on the ship only got back like some of his bones. Oh man, <laughs> I like that they still got something back. As if they would be happy with having some like, part yeah, of his body. We got these bones, you know. We win some, lose some. We did yeah. get right. some bones. Well, they could. The they, uh, they well, like... good news, bad news time. <laughs> yeah, 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 the right. bad news is remember the captain. Okay, last he time you saw him, killed and dismembered. <laughs> last time you saw him, he was alive and intact. <laughs> good news. This is his hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's Here's how some they phalanges. <laughs> that's how they could figure out that it was him. Though he had a scar on his hand from like a uh, an accident they had in New Zealand from like the first trip. Oh, so mm. pretty cool. I guess it's cool. I don't know if it's cool that they dismembered him and stuff. No, I mean, this the story in general, I mean, is pretty crazy. I mean, he kind of, like, he starts off the book so He was the first positive. rock star. He was, he I was, mean, he's a very positive guy. Like, he's a great sailor. And then he just kind of, uh, just kind of um, gets into the, much, as- he gets into the aspect of, like, instead of watching his ship get built the third time, like you should do, uh, he was just, like, going out and, like, being a socialite around uh, England okay. and London. He's earned it. Again, I'm not sure this is more probably history, I think, than probably science. But And by the way, don't write to us to say, 
This one wasn't very much. This was more like possibly science. Like we get it. Uh, we don't always talk about science. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do we always well, know what we're talking Andy, about. Andy, take it easy. Um, you got to head, head those off at the past. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get a you're going to get a Twitter the, deluge. The internet is a fickle mistress. I mean, we we have gotten some good. We got we got a nice write up in Split Sider about the Bill Dwyer episode, which was done very late at night after a long <laughs> weekend. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Um, okay. Yeah. This is it for this episode, Jordan. Where are you performing soon? Uh, this will be up tomorrow. This will be up tomorrow. Oh, yeah. you know, uh, if anyone's going to be down at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, oh. I'm, sure, I'm sure we have some listeners to go to that. Uh, yeah, I am performing at the Meltdown show um, that is on the Warner Brothers stage. I don't know specifically Dude, that's awesome. that's, that's where, to, uh, where to direct you to. I don't have the Comic-Con map in front of me, but uh, uh, the Meltdown, which is kind of a famous uh, stand-up it's show. My favorite. It's my favorite show. It's a terrific show. Yeah, it's at Meltdown Comics, and they are going to do their show, uh, Kumail Nanjiani and Jonah Ray host that. And nice. yeah, they're going to do a version of that at Comic-Con. And I am going to do jokes at it. That's so great. Uh, yeah, if you're down at When's Comic-Con. When's Comic-Con? Sweet. Uh, I think this particular show is, oh, I should say when it is, uh, Thursday, July 12th. And I'm going to That's coming up. That's great. super confirm that Next with weekend. my phone. Nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, our podcast, uh, Jordan Jesse Go, is at MaximumFun.org. You can get that there. Sweet. Uh, so what do you have coming up, Brooks? I don't think I have much, dude. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't really have anything to announce either, but uh, do keep writing in uh, as much as we joke about. Any kind of feedback is welcome. So uh, hit us up, probablyscience at gmail.com or Twitter at probablyscience, Facebook slash probablyscience. Um, and especially if you uh, if you feel like you like this thing, write a review in iTunes because that does help us out. So um, Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Bye.